tell you tell I'm a singer. I'm like, ooh, I got a mic. I got a mic. I got a mic. So everybody, this is the first episode of our podcast. Yay. Yes. I'm here with one of my longtime friends. My name is Noni Lamar. And, and what's your name? <laughs> my name is Thea Monier. And this is Heart all. to Heart. All Heart. heart. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of our podcast is called All Heart. Yes, it is. All it's heart. called All Heart. And it is the brainchild of Noni Lamar. Let's be real. Okay. Who is. is a podcast junkie. I am a podcast junkie. I know I'm black. I don't even know how you <laughs> listen to so many podcasts. Hey, I have, I have children. So if you want to like go into... I, I live in an open, an open concept. Open space. So my open concept life means if you want to go in your own room, you have to put on headphones. So ah, when you put on the headphones, so you have to travel. To yeah, you have to travel mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't always want to go and book on tape. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. want to go but start getting into podcasts. That makes, I mean, because you'd be like, have you listened to this? Have you listened? I'm like, hey, no, nah, I haven't. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? How? Yeah, you're I like, mean, you amazing. can read. I haven't read since like 1995. Hey, right, right. <laughs> I haven't read a book. You're so I haven't right. read a book in a long time. You're a so book right. on tape. I never thought about I yeah, you gotta be able to judge, drive. Gotta check my you gotta check your privilege. From having door. older kids. Yeah, yeah. I forgot I didn't read for a while. Yeah, I haven't. I don't read books. I listen to them. You listen to I, them. I listen to Drake. Uh, there's all kind of things that can go on. So Noni was like, "Yo, it's like for real, my dream. We have to do a podcast," mm-hmm. and came with the concept for All Heart, which was completely in accordance with messages that I wanted to talk about and things I was ready to talk about, particularly that we feel like marginalized communities need to talk more about. Absolutely. So this is a a podcast about joy. Joy, joy, joy. (laughs) And pleasure. pleasure. This is a podcast about joy and pleasure. Yes. We don't say that enough in the world. We don't. Just pleasure, Pleasure. Just saying it out loud. At your pleasure. Yes. Absolutely. Joy and pleasure. Because we're living in a world where everybody's kind of kind of not happy. You know, I feel like there are people in the world who are living out joy and pleasure. They just do not live in the United States of America. <laughs> like they I mean, I'm not saying everything's all good, but I'm saying they know how to access. Ex, all the expats. They know how to access. All of, all of our people of color around the world. Who are like, just a, why would I subject myself? But here in the USA. We also deserve joy and pleasure. And, and we want to help access it for ourselves. Yeah. Definitely yeah. for me. This isn't like a, a preaching tool. Right. Like I'm a, I'm a joyful person, but not every day. Right. I do, I am a, I do fill my life with pleasures. Though. Yes. <laughs> Noni does like the, the finer things. I like. I am a Taurus. Let's yes. establish that right from the start. She's the most bougie, earthy person you will ever meet. Yes. It's a beautiful yes. combination. Yeah, it is. I like I like Tiffany. <laughs> I like uh, Chanel. I also enjoy a fine. Um, Wine and one of the things that nothing um, excites Noni more than finding someone who accesses pleasure even more than she does. Like when she <laughs> finds a mother who's like, now you found some other way of like, it's true self care that she's not using. She's like, oh my god, this it, is. I want to give a special shout out to my friend Erica. 
another pleasure seeker. Another pleasure seeker. Another pleasure seeker. <laughs> we just get on the phone and just, oh my God, how many orgasms have you had this week? Oh my God. You deserve more orgasms. You deserve all the finest goat cheese milked by the maidens in the south of France. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. What, what kind of jewelry are you wearing? What yeah. kind of with these kids in this house? Yes. I love it. Yeah, I'm working on the Tiffany part of things, but you know, but I do feel like conflict free. Let's be clear. Conflict free. Yeah, we were still yeah, 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 yeah. We're conflict. Still, you can conflict. Still have integrity yeah. in your bougie. Yes, yeah. Conflict free or vintage. You do not have to sacrifice your integrity to be bougie. Yeah, is what no. we want you to know. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But it is important that we can at least like access it. So um, that's the intention. Like that's why we're here. We feel like we talk a lot about trauma. We talk a lot about pain and suffering, but we do not recognize that those things are housed in the same part of the body, right? They're housed mm-hmm. in the same part of ourselves. And so where there's trauma, there can also be access to joy and pleasure. And so we're just trying to tap into that part as well. Absolutely. Yes. And it's for it's for all all of the people that are feeling feeling down. Yeah. But we black women. Yeah. And Let's be yeah, clear. Let's just be really clear. <laughs> Let's be clear because this is a podcast. You can't see not. us. You can't see us. You know, I was wondering the other day, like. If they know we're black. I, I was thinking about myself. Know you know, like, yeah, when, <laughs> like your name's Thea. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, they had a no, whole. they didn't know you're black. <laughs> it's me. Your name is Thea. It is. Yeah. Like, there was a whole show in the 90s. There like, was a whole it show. It was like, but Thea. did white people see that show? No. Mm, you're we right. We get a few white folks watching. You're right. But like, Thea, like, can you, can you picture a white woman when you hear that? No. But like, no need to picture like a small Asian woman, maybe. anything. Polynesian. Especially because, you know, you have the voice. So you do that. But I was wondering if I have a black voice. That's what I was wondering the other day. No, you can access your black voice. Let's be clear. Like, it pops <laughs> out every now and then. I'm like, there it is. But other times, you speak in the, um, it's like a ethnically neutral voice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't call it. Right? And I could hire her and feel safe. <laughs> My name is Noni. Until the black voice comes out. Like, yeah, the, the black voice comes out when I, hey. Yeah, it usually begins with A or like, yo. Yeah. Yeah. A. Yeah. And then it's out. So we want you to know, no lies. We don't want anyone to feel misled. We are black. Yeah, we are black. And I welcome you all because I'm biracial. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, bi- I'm biracial by proximity. By proximity. You know? You had, no, you grew up with the biracial experience? Yes. And I'm bicultural. We're both bicultural. We're both bicultural. Yes. Yes. yes because. Yes. Afro-Panamanians are a thing. They're real. It, it is true. Throughout Panama. And disciplined. All right. So what's the subject of our, of our podcast today? Today, the subject of our podcast is loneliness. Loneliness. Loneliness, which we're going to... The reason we picked that, we're not going to jump into it just yet, but, but is because of the health risk around loneliness. And like, we don't really talk about that and like how that can block joy. Um, but did you want to do heart to heart? I do. I do want to do our heart to hearts first. Go ahead, Thea. So heart to heart is basically where we kind of check in because both of us are like pop cultural. Yes. Absolute nut jobs. Yes. And like we could talk about some really deep shit with you, but we could also go there on the latest. Absolutely. And the greatest. So this is like the segment we're going to talk about news yeah. and things that shouldn't be news, like yeah. black Twitter type news. Yeah. 
you know, all the headlines, the things that, that are on our hearts this week. So what's on your heart this week, Thea? So I'm still vibrating off of the Carter's. Yes. Album. Yes. Now, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm going to be vulnerable because I have to, you know, we access pleasure and joy through vulnerability. I'm of a certain age. <laughs> we won't say what age. We won't say what we age. are. And when... Because we're black. You don't first, ever have to know. You will never know because that is, that is my reparations is that you will never know what <laughs> age I am. But um, when I listened to the album the first time, I was like... I don't like this. Really? The first time I listened to it through, nah. I was like, I don't like it. Really? And I was just like, what is all this about? It's moving too fast. The words are just, like, I, really? I just had a hard time. And you, with this. you were a Beyonce a fan before. Core. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking yeah. back when America's Next Top I mean, Model was, I was on. One of those who was very supportive when people started burning their Rachel Roy clothes. So, <laughs> and I'm a therapist, so I don't know how I rationalize that. But when it comes to King B, like, I just don't care. Yeah, you, so, you, were, a part, you were part of the hive before yeah, there really was a hive. Yeah, right. I mean, there was an early part where I was a hater, and it was because of how the whole Destiny Child thing went down. Mm. And then I was like, okay, and then she brought me back. Yeah. And then, like, I've been there ever since. So I, I, I remember. You remember. I it's do. been a journey. Like, yes. we've grown together. <laughs> but... Um, so I was so scared to call one of our mutual friends because I feel like she finds an intellectual lens on everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, she's going to think this is like a really deep album and I just don't understand what's happening. And I'm going to be the only one who like thinks it's trash. So I called her and I like hit withheld my opinion. I just waited and I was like, so what do you think? And she's like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's trash. And I was like, what? wait. So I was like, I was like, oh my God, I thought it was just me. She's like, oh, is it, you think it's cause like of our age? And I was like, no, it, it's not that. And then like one of our millennial friends texts us and was like, oh my God, this album is everything. And I was like, yes, bitch, it's our age. So we've been, <laughs> what's the excuse? Cause I loved the album from first listen. But Noni, you're, you know, you maintain a certain youthfulness that oh, not all of us okay. can. All right. Um, I mean, I, I was like, you was like, but right. and, you, and you know, no, you like that rap. You know, you like that rap. You like it's it a little true. bit. So I, um, I said, okay, I got to do my work tonight. Like, I got to, like, stay up and figure this out. So, like, I watched Ape Shit. Okay. And then I was like, oh, wait, okay. It got deep. It got deep. It got deep. It got deep. Yeah. You were like, oh. So, we doing, like, the blackest in, like, the whitest space. Absolutely. So, I was like. Did you read some articles? Because there were some articles. You know, people people Yeah. I went through and read the lyrics. And, like, by the next day, I was doing quotables. And my whole shit got changed. I feel like you texted me some quotes. I did. I texted you some But that was by the next morning. But I realized that my age was a barrier. Okay. It was a journey. You had to get over the age thing. You know, in an age where they make you have passwords for everything. Like, I just didn't have the mental space, like, to take it all in. It's a good record. It's now, like... I'm listening to that shit all the time. Like, nice is like one of my favorite I'm everybody's tracks. type. Nice. I'm everybody's I'm type. Everybody's I feel like type. I've been saying this for my whole life. I, I feel gave like. You life. I gave Goddamn you life. life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm nice. I could do anything. I could do anything. Hell no. Hell no. I've been really confused though about like why they say I could do anything and then they're like, hell nah, hell nah. I don't know. It feels like, I'm you, just you know, you know, I'm like a, metaph- no, a metaphysicist. I a metaphysicist. 
you know. And I was like, am, am I telling my subconscious mind one message and then telling my subconscious mind another message? Know. So I've been trying to, I think I've been overthinking that part. But We went too far. We might have gone too far. <laughs> we didn't just stick in the like, mm, 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 right? Um, yeah, so like that has been like on rotation. And, but it really bothers me when people don't, okay, yeah, I did it the first day for my age, but I checked myself. Right. But it really bothers me when people like then go on to be like, so basic with it and be like oh you know this is like it's like I don't th- I think they don't want to give her credit for being I quite do. brilliant I think I find that's one of my biggest annoyances as a artist mm-hmm. that is a black woman around the, you know at, at an age of having made art for a long time and that everyone always assumes that she doesn't do work right and she works like really freaking hard. Oh, she didn't write them songs. Right. Were you there? Right. I'm sorry. Right. I, I mean, like, just were, that, like, were you there? Like, there's were you... not like layers of thought behind each thing. Each performance has layers to it. Each. I mean, I don't understand. After Lemonade, if you're still talking that, I really. This is the thing. I realize though. It's given us a barometer for who should be around and who shouldn't. Because the reality is, if you can, if you can be a hater after Lemonade, like after you watch yeah. a visual album drop, no label, right? Right, no label, right? Okay, Super Bowl. I, I mean, mean, that was. I mean, this this year. last Coachella, but this last Coachella, I was just like, you could hang it up, no, I just like need- just hang it up, no, like you you ain't ever really gonna be. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't out here trying to be Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was never but trying to like, be Beyonce, but I was like, will I ever have? A Beyonce moment right, in life. Right, After right. I saw that Coachella performance, I was at the gym. I remember it was like five in the morning. I was like, "Well, you did get up early. You did. You did. <laughs> you get did. Up. You did." This but, is your Coachella. But I was taking a break, and I was like, "I'm taking a break at the gym watching Beyonce, who hasn't even had a sip of water who in has? like 45 minutes." Right. And so for me, like that says something about the psyche of a person that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm I trying to be great. I feel you. It's a good record. I it like is. it. I like it. I think sometimes people think like couple shit can be corny, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy it wasn't corny. That's my thing. I'm happy it wasn't corny. I'm happy I have like rich chance mm-hmm. to sing to myself mm-hmm. to sleep, you know, because <laughs> I believe in the subconscious mind. You can, I'm telling myself I'm rich every there's time. So I go, many bars. There's so, ma- there's there's so, so many, many ways bars. for me to say I'm amazing on my way to sleep. So it or waking up in the morning. Like I'm telling my subconscious mind a lot of great things I with that record. Shit. Okay. Give my check. Yeah, get get it. Throw some respect on my check. Okay. Give <laughs> me an equity. Watch me rest out of debt. Hey. These are these these are bars. So I'm gonna tell you what's on my heart. Mine is a little more serious because it, yeah. we we yeah. are living in we a time we we have to have a little bit of balance. Right. Right. So definitely, what's on my heart right now are all the migrant mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. that are under attack by this administration here. Um, I think particularly. I've been thinking a lot about like black people and uh, there's like a lot of black folks that really don't give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. And that's so bothersome to mm-hmm. me. Like it, it's always to me like, um, well, first of all, I'm an immigrant's mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. You're an immigrant's child. We're black. Mm-hmm. So I was reading some figure today that was like 60 percent of like immigrants that are coming here are coming from the Caribbean, from oh, Africa. they don't show one like, black face. On when they talk about, this but issue. we're but we are here. We like. I don't think black people here know we're here. 
in that population. And and we're trying to come here yeah. and we're being yeah. persecuted and it shouldn't you shouldn't just care about it right, because exactly. it's a black yeah, issue. Absolutely. But but if you want to start there. If you're only racially motivated like yeah. Yeah. it's us too nigga yeah. like come yeah. on yeah, you know. Absolutely. But on the on the other end of it it's just like it's human it's beings. Just human. It's just human. And it's been done before. And we know what the devastation looks like and we know that it's very difficult to repair for multiple generations. I mean, the reality is the trauma, it, it's already occurred. We're in the repair yeah. phases of it. Yeah. I also think that, like, I, I found that, and I go, you know, I work at Cal State LA, and there's, like, um, students who were impacted even before this, right. you know, um, that. The, this well, isn't a new ice policy. Watch, right, yeah, this isn't a new policy. And all these different things. Oh. Um, not so much they weren't affected so much about the, the, the separation with the children because things quickly escalated over the last couple of weeks but but over ice like the the the, mm-hmm. the sort of reigning presence of ice right. and I think that um for a lot of communities the, a lot of the struggles that's happening is I don't I don't know about everybody but post trump yeah I feel like there's been like a I don't know. Maybe this is coming speaking for black women who usually like are very present and like everything. There's just been like this check out. Yes. Yes. And and where black women don't show up. Yeah. Black men tend to not show up. And so it's a coping mechanism. I think so. I think there's like been a check out and there's just been like a a feeling of like I'm like I'm I'm tired and maybe apathy. Um, oh, the other so the other night, one of my children woke up, and he was just so disturbed by a dream that he had. And in the dream, um, he was in prison, mm-hmm. and he said, "You were with me, and Baba was with me, and then they took me away from you, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get to you guys, and they locked me up in this jail, and I couldn't talk to anyone or the other children there." Yes, I mean, my children didn't don't know anything mm-hmm. about what's that. happening, yeah. Yeah. and so. Just this yeah. idea that yeah. he's like tapped into this yeah. collective consciousness yeah. of what's happening. I, of course, told him, gave him some context yeah. to his dream. Like, yeah. hey, this is what's happening. Yeah. You're probably, you know, spiritually just picking up on on what's happening with children. But yeah. I want you to know that I'm doing what I can do to yeah. to provide some sort of support, some yeah. sort of help, you know. So that's that's been so such a heavy. It was already heavy on my heart. Every night yeah. I, I went to sleep thinking. Oh. The main thing is that we're we're rendered quite helpless. You said in yeah, the way that yeah. yeah, like the way that our country is designed in terms of power and the amount of power we give over to have a democracy, you know. It was um and we're like counting like I what I can do is 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 demand outside march i can have actions i can write to my congressman i can call those things but i can't actually physically go out and change it myself yeah and and that to me makes me feel like hands tied when there's little children yeah because if i see a child out in need anywhere i'm going to help that child and i think the majority of human beings absolutely i mean there's some some wretched people that i've i've seen photos of these you know maga people spitting and yelling at children like that that's just a whole nother kind of like mentality i'm talking about the average human being with a heart beating in their chest it sees a child and they want to support and they want to help and this idea that you can't actually go with your own two hands and liberate yeah 
that child, return that child, just being those children being still far away from their parents. Yeah. Like that, that to me is heavy on my heart. Like how to shift this, how to change this, like how to change the frequency of this, you know? And the, the lengths at which people will go and have gone like this could not happen overnight. There was preparation for places to have these children, to feed these children. There was Walmart had to purchase these buildings in advance. And so the amount of of thought that went behind this, Mm -hmm. I feel like is um, a a huge part of that feeling of like powerlessness and helplessness. My husband and my uh, daughter, uh, our daughter went out to, um, to yesterday's uh, rally, he said the same thing. He said, "You know, I didn't see a lot of black people, and I think, yeah. I think we have to figure out a way right now to um, address that apathy." Yeah. And I don't even know what to say because, like, historically, there's been a lot of showing up and very slow progress yeah. and so like then I, I understand like I remember that was a criticism for the women's march you right. know, that there weren't a lot of black women out they, they just haven't been as many black people right. visible and and I think there's just like a I think we're tired of doing so much work I, I mean, mean we're I, tired of doing a lot of work mm-hmm. but I think we're also trying to think of a, of a new way to that's where that's change the system like what what is what is a way to reimagine this world yes you no 100 percent. i think not that's a, not yeah. a reform of this right. world not right. a reform of this yeah. this way of governing i think we're trying to figure out a new way because mm-hmm. this way just doesn't feel like it's working and as leaders of change in this country we're trying to think of a new way mm-hmm. and like a lot of black women i know are thinking of new ways like new conversations yeah. podcasts uh Films, books, lectures, education, like. But you know what? You know, one of the before we move on, like one of the um, most important things to me is like maybe like a couple years ago when there was just like this summer where like there was like a police shoot. It felt like mm-hmm. there was a, a a media spot. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was just like mm-hmm. this one person got shot. This person yeah. got shot. Like every time you were open up Twitter or any social media like thing, it just you see it everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Turn on the news, it's everywhere, it's everywhere. And it just felt like, damn, we're going under. Yeah. Like we're yeah. we're under attack. Like we're leaving our homes. Yeah. It's frightened. Like everybody I knew felt like it was hunting season, yeah. right? And I had a friend that was not black call me and say, I'm just calling to check on yeah. you. I just want to make sure you're all right. Yeah. Like I see what's going on. Like yeah. I, I want to reach out to you and let you know, like if you need any support, I'm here. And to me, that's that's what's on my heart with black folks. Like, yeah. like y'all, we have to check in with folks. Like yeah. you can be apathetic if you want. Yeah, you can feel like you've been in the struggle level, if you want. On a personal yeah, level, absolutely. like even if that's all you can do, I, yeah. I urge everyone to do more, absolutely. obviously. Um, but but if all you can do is like check on your yeah. peoples, yeah. like what's up with yeah. you? Are you feeling triggered? And is this traumatizing for you? People around you who are uh, you being know. apathetic in yep. that moment to see the parallels between absolutely um, this this struggle and our struggle, and just like like how easily that could be any. I mean, because let's be clear. Babies. Let's be clear. Jeff Sessions made promises for every every. <laughs> Group. Every group. We all got it coming. We all got it coming. <laughs> Jeff Sessions got a list. And I he just ain't got so. to the niggas I mean, yet. I think it was like, you know, go, one of the first things I did is check in with the Dreamer Center. Um, there's some great resources that, um, about different organizations that are working 
in LA and like I like to try to offer, you know, like therapy and things like that Absolutely. that can be done and find people that can do things like that. And so I do like you said urge people that if you don't feel like you can show up in the in a big way in like like a big physical way, show up in the personal and in the interpersonal ways. Just checking in with people who you might work with, check in with people who you come into yeah. contact with. And I do think um it is important though to also know I had a client that was um uh picked up by ICE. Mm. And she said that she was surprised to see so many black people there. I'm so saying. I do think we need to insert blackness, but also uh, we have Asian brothers and sisters that are impacted yeah. by this as well. Like it's just it's and I think people it's need affecting. to think of it as a as a it's affecting us all. Immigration is an issue that affects everybody and they yeah. they've put like this negative uh, lens on it, except if you're coming from Sweden, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, but it really impacts so many different communities. And like you said, we're, we both identify as black, but we have like different cultures in our background. Like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be here. Panama, right? yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be here. My yeah. dad, my dad had to have a sponsor to get here. Yeah. My, my dad had to marry yeah. my mom to get yeah. a green card. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And who, do, who, who knows if it was for yeah. love? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, don't know, know if it was for love. But we do. Know. I want to, I want to believe. Fair? Yeah. No, but, I, but I'm here, so. but I'm here. So I'm, I'm grateful. And don't take your foot off the gas, folks. Mm. Like, you know, sometimes we can take shifts or whatever we got to do, but we can't take our foot off the gas. Um, while some people are using the traditional routes, other people may be thinking of new ways to, to like take dismantle this and take this down, but no one should take their foot off the gas yeah. because this is a rapid decline that we are in at this. It's a rapid hey, topic. And, yeah. you know, hey. you know, yeah. Noni's topic was deeper than mine this week, but I love the balance. I love the Carter's, right? I mean, it's called Everything is Love. That's like, that's like my love. thing. Like, it's called, it's kind of both. Everything you know? could be a little bit of both. Well, let's but, talk about our subject. Yeah. Our subject this week is loneliness. Um, Thea is the the therapist, the resident therapist. But, I'm only a therapist by um, demand. Yeah, uh, no degrees. You you've been deemed so by the community. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a, a a hey Noni, can I text you about mm -hmm. something today? Sure, mm -hmm. come mm -hmm. on, D DM therapist. Mm -hmm. I'm a um, Google Hangout. Google Hangout. <laughs> I'm a WhatsApp therapist and i message therapists oh. you know sometimes if you really really if i really, really tight we have facetime yeah i'm a facetime face therapist <laughs> yeah i'm down for the facetime therapist i got a couple of my own <laughs> um we so this came to us as the first topic because we were we're really thinking about barriers to joy we're not um going to necessarily focus on those as the highlight but we wanted to discuss loneliness because um, I'm in the process of, a, I was in a training and it was mentioned that loneliness, um, according to the CDC, is like, has passed obesity in terms of um, indicators of poor health, indicators mm -hmm. of health risk. And um, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Also in that same training, they were discussing um, how um, Americans in particular have lost 30 to 60% of their social capital. It's so crazy. So... What is it, like one in four people live alone? It's it's really... And not only do we live alone, but the, the expectation that you should be able to make it alone. Like, not just mm. like you're, you're, you know, you have to do it all alone or else, you know, you're weak is the American message around 
you know, individualism. It's interesting. You know, when I was a, a young, a younger person in my early 20s, I was in a great relationship for a few years. Mm-hmm. And in that relationship, it was customary from the culture that he was from for everybody to stay at home mm-hmm. until they got married, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. you know, or if you wanted to move out, you could, but they were all making the choice. They were like, you know, the, the mother and the father, their three grown children, and then their partners and their children, mm-hmm. like everybody was in one house mm-hmm. and they were so happy. <laughs> they were so happy. And like, I remember like getting sick. I wouldn't go to my mom's house, which was like one or two house. people over there. Yeah. I would go to their house. Yeah. Yeah. I would go to their house. His mom was cooking. Mm-hmm. People were there, was joking, laughing. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's how it should be. Yeah. There shouldn't be. And I was living alone. Yeah. Yeah. I was living by myself in this little apartment. Like I was like, this doesn't, this feels natural. This yeah. feels right. Well, but, and that's, most of us come from cultures where that is natural. But for some reason, like I was so responsible because I was 21 and I have my own place and I have my own thing and I was paying my own bills and, but I was by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, and that was my sign that I'm an adult and they, all those other people weren't like, you know, right. So, but also within, I think because we live in a society that praises that, right? Like, look, you did it on your own. You did it by this age. You, did, you hit these markers. Yeah. Um, loneliness has many faces. Right. So we can have a million friends online and be painfully lonely. We can be in a crowd of people and feel painfully alone. We can be in a relationship. Um, we can be in a relationship right. and be alone. We could be in a marriage. Right. A romantic and relationship. And be alone. We can and be so, polyamorous. And be alone because alone ultimately comes down to feeling just like unconnected. I don't even want to say disconnected. It feels like unconnected, like, Mm. like, like, like no one is connected to you or wants to connect to you or can understand you. Um, So we don't (laughs) share the things that make us feel unique Hmm. or our own experiences. That is not. Expressed. So ironically, that same American individualism actually kills the unique individualism because we don't want to share it out of fear of being isolated or not yeah. understood or being... That understanding, right. that, that, por- right. that portion. I remember as a younger person realizing I wasn't searching for love. I was searching for someone to understand me, yes. to get me, yes. to not to not feel like I was strange, you know. Yeah. Not, and I, I realized I started turning my life into... Being that for other people, yeah, you know, yeah. like I want everyone to feel that I get them, that mm-hmm. I understand them, that I accept them, like as is. I don't like, want them to feel un- unconnected or disconnected. Yeah, 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 but the more I did that, the more I felt unconnected. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't. Understood. No, I felt better. I felt better when you helped others. Yeah, um, like this idea, I think of like letting someone know, like I really see you. Yeah, I really get you. Yeah. I really feel you like that is a, a heart opening mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And that allows that person to open up their heart to I you and saying. to accept now. Now, yeah. So part of it, like, like sometimes you can become isolated feeling if 
if, if the relationship, yeah, if it becomes yeah. codependent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that good language. You got that therapist. You got that therapist. You got the titles. My students would be like, yeah, my friend saw you and we found out we were both codependent because we both came to you. I was like, am I the first person? That... I think I am. I think I use that word quite a bit because, because people confuse codependency, abuse, and love all the time. So I'm very big on the language around those three. I like, um, I'm about that interdependence. Uh-huh. That's yeah. that life, yeah. that life, uh, yeah. Learned that word word early on, and I was like, mm, that's, yeah. that's going to be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I went through a lot of codependent. <laughs> but let me tell you, yeah. codependent don't feel so hot. It doesn't. And it, I think, again, it still comes from that place of... It covers up loneliness for a moment. I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. And so the thing is, I think... So I was like... So for me, how I experienced loneliness was I always had people around that I was you know, caring for, speaking life. I found that my sister found my yearbook, which we would not talk about what year that was, but <laughs> I was reading it and people were like, oh, you're so great. You're always there for me. You tell the best stories, which I still do. And you're very funny. <laughs> Got that. Yeah. And so we go true. through, oh, yes, true. all true facts, 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 facts. <laughs> And then, um, but then I was like, even then I was taking care of people in some capacity. I was like, you know, was like, you know, you're always there for me. And da, da, da. it just, the, the theme your of value, it, Your value was determined on what you were up. giving to yes. people. And, and I can remember at times feeling al- alone. Mm-hmm. And during that same time that all the people felt that I, w- that I was so there for them. And so what happened is from that point on, and even before that part of my life, what um, I learned is that um, part of my value was in suffering in silence, which is another version of that's how my loneliness expressed itself. Mm-hmm. I did not share what I was experiencing emotionally if it was a negative emotion. Is that like a martyrdom? I, I think as it went on, it did become that. Mm-hmm. But initially what it started as is there's no room for my emotions here because because mm-hmm. everybody else has this going on because I'm, I'm the listening that. ear. Right. So everybody's telling me their stuff. And so I hear this all the time. I don't want to burden them. I didn't want to burden them. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, how will people know if you don't tell them? Well, I, they have a lot going on and yeah. they have too much going on. So it's, it, I read it, about it, that it being like become, specific for black women too. Yeah, it can become a form of martyrdom because we do it long term, you know. But yeah. it, it doesn't begin that way. It begins as like just as a child observing space and saying, oh, there's no room here for my emotions. And so it grows mm-hmm. into this thing where your your strength, your value comes in, your ability to make space for other people's emotions. And so tying that to joy, I think a lot about how... Um, a lot of my joy has come from expressing my negative emotions. So, <laughs> like, to, from being like, I don't like that. Mm, I feel better now. Like, like, but saying it or like, oh, I don't like when you do that. Like, being clear with people, being open, being straightforward, you know, not in a terribly rude way, but like just being like honest up front or, and not holding that in or not feeling like there's no room or just like making room. Like, please make, you need to make room for my feelings here. Like has brought me joy and brought me out of loneliness. It's also allowed me to share more of my life with the people around me than the negative feelings. Now I can share the positive feelings too, you know? And so I think that people suffering from loneliness um, aren't sharing their pain, but they're also not sharing their joy. They're not sharing mm. what's good. A lot of what I have to do in session is reframing that. Like, so even if we're talking about a really difficult childhood or situation, was there not one person 
Not one coach, not one teacher, not one, mm. you know, your friend's mother. And usually people will be like, oh, yeah, there was this one. I mean, because there's always one. Because there's always one. If we one. have our eyes open to look, like, that's how grace works, what you know? What I see is what they see. That's how grace works. Mm-hmm. Like life is not life isn't isn't cruel. Like right, right. like there's always gonna be a little bit of sunshine. Yeah, like yeah, I think for me the loneliest time for me was getting pregnant and moving mm-hmm. away outside of the city mm-hmm. into the suburbs away from. I just had this like huge community of friends mm-hmm. and people, and I felt really cared for at the time. Right before that, the era before that, I lived in like a commune basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so I lived with this big group of people, and we were always. Smoking, Mm -hmm. drinking, Mm -hmm. throwing parties, having sex, having fun, (laughs) making music, recording albums. I mean, pleasures on pleasures on pleasures on pleasures. I mean, we had some. We had a summer of green juice. All right, we did. (laughs) Look, you could smoke a a blunt Mm -hmm. and drink some green juice at the same time. That's what we were doing, Mm -hmm. and we would go raw. We We do. We would do raw all day. Mm -hmm. Smoke. With the raw, with the raw, and then at night have fish tacos. I mean, this is this was our diet. This was this was the life. This was (laughs) no wonder you didn't want to give it up. I didn't want to give it up. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was a commune. Mm -hmm. Everybody put your money in or your EBT. You know, depending on who you were. You know, you got. You know, I was never on no EBT because you know. Right. You know, I love I, know I love making money. Yes, yeah, I, I love making money. So, but no judgment. I use right. her EBT. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say your I EBT to Whole Foods. Own. Yeah, we took yeah. EBT to Whole Foods. We take EBT to Whole Foods. People have a lot of judgment about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, but you at Whole Foods. <laughs> I judge Whole Foods. Period. So in this period of time, it was just like never a moment alone. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, it was like I'm completely isolated. Right. This was a really lonely Mm. time. None of my friends were having kids. I was I, I, I was all the way. I mean, you had already had kids. You, yeah, I did. You were I, like you were. Like, I had kids. My friends weren't having them. Yeah, you know, I wasn't having. No one was having any children. Everybody was still partying, smoking, and drinking, having a great time. Polyamory was at its all time <laughs> height, and I was monogamous. Right. Having a in baby Pomona. in Pomona or wherever I was, I don't, wasn't even in Pomona wasn't yet. Pomona that yet. wasn't even that close. Oh. It was further. It was. Further. It was further than Pomona. All right, I was. I was far. You were far. I moved in with my mom, and my mom went on the road. My mom wasn't there. Oh. I went. I went there trying to think I was going to get some help. Mm-mm. It was just me. But like this, this lonely time, like it was very isolating. Mm-hmm. But in that, I started to find joy. Yeah. It took a long time yeah. to get yeah. to the place of joy in yeah. it. But I started to find the strength of being able to stand on my own. I think it was like one of my relatives died. Mm -hmm. I went to a funeral and there was nobody there for me. Like we Mm -hmm. had a child, so we didn't want to bring my young child to the funeral. It was a couple of funerals that happened and my partner couldn't come with me. I had to go by myself. Everyone was grieving and holding each other and I was just there with myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a friend there with me, nothing. And I started to find my own comfort and strength in myself. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're at that bottom of grief yeah. and you're doing that ugly cry yes. and you're doing that shaking, your shoulders shaking and you're going through all that, like, yeah. you want somebody to hold you. And I found that, like, I was being held. Yeah. Yeah. There was no one physically there. Right. But, oh, but yeah. I was being held. Yeah. Like, there was this moment of realization, like, oh, that I am not alone. Right. You can be alone and not lonely because yeah. there there is a presence with you, right? Yeah. Well, they say loneliness is the absence of others and solitude is the presence of self. 
I got I got to that side, girl. Yeah, but I think like the 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 path to that is difficult because of what our society says about that. We get so many mixed messages. So on one hand, it's like staying on your own two feet, you know, be an individual. These things are great. On the other hand, we have a very natural innate sense of belonging. Yeah. Like we're we're social by nature. And so like yeah. there is beauty in solitude. I think the beauty of solitude and, and transitioning your loneliness into solitude is you find all the wonderful things about yourself. And then when people do come around, you can offer that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you've all the quirky things <laughs> you didn't know really existed or, you know, you get to find out what's actually you as well. Right. Because we are also a product of our environment and our parents and like all these different factors. So solitude allows you to shed some of that and be like, what do I really think about this? Or how Absolutely. do I really feel about this? And then you can bring that into your interactions. But I also, from working with people for a while, loneliness is like typically a symptom of depression or isolating. It doesn't mean you are depressed if you're lonely. It does not mean that. <laughs> Let me get that straight for those self-diagnosing <laughs> folks out there. Don't it's Google a it. Symptom. Don't, one don't. Of a list of like 25, <laughs> right? That's necessarily don't mean. get stuck. Don't stop your Googling don't now. Do. Don't, don't stop do right it, there. Please. No. please. We're trying to decolonize that thinking right now. But I but I do think it's um that loneliness can um, indicate sometimes we have like some unhealed thing that we're like, we, I find people are pushing people away too, to, to mm. create like a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. So maybe there's some core belief or idea about enoughness or about worthiness or about lovability. And by pushing people away, we are proving our own theory. We are proving our own self-generated core belief that could yeah. have been in there God knows when, from how long, who said it to us, where did we get that idea? But I, I challenge people sometimes in my sessions to say, okay, we're, you know, are people moving away from you by choice or is that like, is that something that you are being instrumental in? Are you, how are you contributing? But to even like we assume, like we're working with the assumption that loneliness is a negative thing. Absolutely. You know, and I think that like I've learned over the time, over time that loneliness is also a friend. Absolutely. It's yeah. also a teacher. Yeah. It's also a strength build, builder. It's yeah. also a generator, a nourisher. Like, you know, I've seen like, I've been able to be present in different cultural practices, you know, where folks are like in community. And then, you know, when you do something wrong, you're isolated mm-hmm. from that community. Right, right. And that like, that's not like jail, right, but, right. but it's an isolation. Mm-hmm. Like you need to go by yourself. An like you can't, isolation. an intentional isolation. You can't be here with mm-hmm. us. You have to go over there. And then there's also... Um, a rites of passage mm-hmm. where now you have to isolate yeah. and, and be on your own and, and determine who you are outside of this group, you know, mm-hmm. outside of this energy or your own energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like to me, like that's to me what I experienced becoming the initiation of becoming a new mother. Yeah. It was about, okay, I'm isolated from all that I right. define myself because I was defining myself as you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, in service to others Mm -hmm. and being with others and friendship with Mm -hmm. others and loving and giving to others. And then I was just me, Yeah, you know, with this other new being, but I was just me and I had to define that for myself, you know? And I think, so you brought up three different words that we probably, so there's isolation. Right. And then there's loneliness. Right. And then there's solitude. Okay. And so I think the difference in them is um, isolation can be, it can happen consciously 
or it can and intentionally or it can happen like unconsciously like the unconscious isolation would be like I was saying somebody having like a, a core belief a lack of loneliness and it kind of sabotage their relationships without realizing it or mm. they have a pattern of like you know if people get too close they kind of back off right um the, the intentional isolation would be like you were talking about like in using a ritualistic or for the purpose of uh, right to passage uh, right to passage but I would say for the purpose of leading the person to solitude which would be like using yes. that time to find yourself to develop yourself right. and i think in between there is loneliness which is like the 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 socially depleted ver- like that's the less mm. intentional less um it's the emptiness pa- powerful like yeah. we feel that emptiness and it's almost like something that people feel like powerless about and like the other two there's more power and intention behind um like if I yes. choose to isolate, if, if it's conscious or if I choose solitude. But loneliness feels like something that happens to people. The, the power, though, the, in the treatment, uh, like if you want to deal with loneliness, is recognizing that it is just as intentional as the other thing. I think like, it's a choice. Yeah, exactly. Because, see, if my child tells me, you know, Umi, I'm feeling lonely mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do because mm-hmm. it's a child. It's mm-hmm. just going to be blatantly honest. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling lonely and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will say... Well, you're you're making the choice to to feel that way mm-hmm. right now. You can choose another feeling mm-hmm. if you want, because you know I say feelings are not facts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can make a choice. I honor that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a normal feeling. Yeah. Why are you feeling that way? Yeah. Come here, give me a hug. Yeah. Like, yada yada yada. Like all of that beautiful thing. But then if you're still feeling lonely, like you can also feel something else. Yeah, and I think also trying out other words like. Mm. I feel dis. I feel disconnected. I feel misunderstood. I feel um, yes. Uh, people. I feel like um, n- no one gets me. Like there's other language that I think is more accurate mm. than lonely. You know, mm. we can be more specific. And sometimes when we do bring that to people in our community, because maybe we're too shy or we're just too sad or whatever the case may be that at least gives them a signal for what we need for help. Because sometimes it will take another person to like, well, let's look at this or let's try this or maybe yeah. do this. You see what I'm saying? So I do think when people bring it bring it up, it's it's good to help them sometimes figure out other wording, other language. Like It's like when somebody says, I'm mad. I'm like, okay, are we like frustrated? Are we full of rage? Are we... Uh, just like over it and apathetic because mad, irritated, mad just and lonely. Really, they're yeah. very like they actually group a lot of different emotions beneath them, mm. and sometimes people just don't know how to get to to that um, core, you know. But there is a core, and that's what I want people to know that like we're social beings, and so like yeah. loneliness it- is not a state of being that's permanent, and it's not even a state of being that's um, it's something. Us being alone is something that's best used when it's done intentionally, right? Yeah. To help us reflect and come out with more joy on yeah, the other side. And to yeah. nourish ourselves. Like I think you said that the social media piece, like as mm-hmm. a as a factor. Mm-hmm. I find like when I feel lonely from looking at social media, I just don't look no more. Yeah. Yeah. I know it takes a little bit of discipline. Yeah. Self discipline, but it's so hard for younger people. I just look at something else. I know. I I, I look at my daughters and how attached they are to 
I mean, I, don't I mean, I'm, I'm a phone, I'm a phone person. Like, yeah. I have an issue myself. Well, let me, if this is anonymous, if this is a, uh, an anonymous, because you know, yeah, yeah. It, some people that know me well are gonna be, like, be listening to it. Like, no, come on, no, right. you always got your phone. All right, I do have an issue. Just go to the different <laughs> social media that's not yeah. making you feel lonely. Go, yeah. go to Twitter. You want Instagram? Go to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a, and, and also I worry that this that's creating an idea like this is a relationship, and I have to start not judging it so much and be like, okay, it is a relationship. So it I have is. to say, is it a relationship that's serving you? Is it a relationship that's feeding you? In a way, I if think- I honor it as a relationship, if you want to call it that, yeah. then now we can ask it the real relationship questions that we ask of all our relationships, right? Are I we think it is. On it? I think it Are is. Are using it abusively? I'm like that that millennial age, that bridge. Mm-hmm. What do they call like that bridge? I call it millennials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm that bridge. So like I've been using like some sort of form of social media. Like mm-hmm. I was on AOL Messenger. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends that I met on online when I was 16 and 17 that I'm friends with today you know like I've been friends for like a long time with these people because I I was on the internet early on and I find like it's really helpful in a lot of ways to feel connected I'm a person who loves to be connected you know I love to connect (laughs) let's get let's get intimate you know I want to be intimate with you but I think like there's a way to use utilize those platforms or yeah. utilize them as tools. Yes. I think if they become crutches, I think a right. lot of people are like either or like yeah. social media you have to sucks. Find a way to, yeah. Yeah. No, social media doesn't it's suck. Here and it ain't going nowhere. Is the I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, I love all of the beautiful messages that yeah. be in my DMs. Yeah. Like, that's wonderful. Yeah. Like, I mean, meeting people I never even met. Yeah. Except for the only thing that I, way I could have met you and contacted you is through your DM. And yeah. then we go meet in person. Yeah. And we're in person now and we're like dancing yeah. and singing and yeah. blowing bubbles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we could put that on Instagram if you want, or, or we, <laughs> we could, could just take, not take pictures of our food <laughs> if you want. And stuff. You know, I choose, I choose when I meet you in person that we're now we're in person yeah i feel like a lot of you know that's been one of the conversations about loneliness uh, has been about social media and and i think it's exactly that like learning that social media is the tool versus it being but it's also for a lot of people just a natural part of their way of life and i think for Mm -hmm. me what I, i you know you don't really be on there like that. I don't really. I be know. On there that's like what I'm that. saying. I'm I like, be on there like that. I don't that. be on there like that. My Crystal be on there. My friend, our friend Crystal be on but there. But you like be that. texting. You be. Text. I text. I do text. Yeah. I love the gifs. I love the <laughs> and memes. I love that. Um, I'm more of a watcher on yeah. social media. I'm more like look and observe. But I will say that I think um, it's more about. I think people are actually, it's, it's normalizing now. Like it's balanced out. In the beginning, I think it, it, it was flooding people in like overwhelming kind of unhealthy ways and it still can. But I think yeah. we're starting to, to learn how to uh, live with it. Mm. And part of it was not, you know, judging it as all one thing, like you were saying, but really recognizing these are how, this is how people are forming relationships now. So we either yeah. give them tools in these relationships in this setting yeah. or we lose them and and creating <laughs> an option. and creating rules and creating yes. creating manners yes. and creating ways yes. to use these yes. tools like we need we need like etiquette yeah you know i think yeah. that's what it's more about etiquette it's I not that say, it sucks it's like yeah let's figure out a way to use this that is in integrity right. you know that that and is i have used it for 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 clients and people who have felt really isolated mm-hmm. it's been a great tool mental health wise if yeah. someone is agoraphobic if someone is like has social phobia 
it's been a good way to kind of give them the interaction that they normally wouldn't have because they're pretty paralyzed in social settings, you know? So, I mean... Look how beautiful that is. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, that worked out great. I mean, I ain't telling them to post nothing crazy or catfish nobody, but I just... But I do think, you know, finding like-minded folks could be helpful. Swipe left, swipe right. It's, I mean... I mean, I do feel like that. The only so, thing I, I wish, like, just rewind a little bit to single life, like, if I re- rewound, like, 10 years ago or something. Think, it's like I wish I could have swiped left I and right. Do. It just looks so like a game. It looks like a fun game. I mean, people look kind of miserable when after come the day. My office, and they're like, "So I met someone on Tinder," and I'm like, "Oh, there's some chocolates <laughs> on my desk because I already know." But then, wait. So we're talking about social media and like like modern times, and now I'm going to take it all the way back. Okay, go back all the way back. all the way back. And wait, so let's, hear, let's hear the African drum. All of that. All of that. I'm going way back because one thing I do in 2018 okay. when people come in and they're struggling with loneliness is I remind them about their ancestors. Go ahead. Um, That's why we had to do those voices. We do. By Angelou. Um, <laughs> because and I always because the ancestors the talk to thee. They do. They, they do. Talk. They, they say, say my name, thee. You better say the listen, ancestors. Those are my folks. Okay. <laughs> they have gotten me through. Go I'm ahead. No. Go ahead. So Put your water I on the altar. I always mess this up. I always mess this up. Okay. I'm listening. Maya Angelou has a quote, and I don't know the number, but she says, I come not as one, but as 1,000 or maybe 10,000. Oh, I think it's like 10,000. I think she said 2,000. Yeah. It's like not as one, but as 10,000. And I remember Oprah Winfrey talking about when she walks into rooms, even now, and she's like the only black woman. And she's like, really, we still doing this? Mm. And she's like, the reason I can walk into those spaces and feel like just fine, which could be loneliness, right? Mm. This could be an example of loneliness. Mm. Even with all her privilege and power, right. could be an example of loneliness. Hey. She says, I remember that I'm not alone. I don't come as just one. I come as 10,000. And so I remind students, if they're lonely, we we set up ancestor altars. I mean, it ain't Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it, a works. Little bit, it works. It's a different kind it's of different technology. Kind of te- it's a kind of technology right. that wake you up in the middle right. of the night. It will. So and go ahead so and make some uh, they've actually, egg goosey soup. All right. <laughs> go ahead and cut up some plantain though. Yes, and put it out for me. Yes, so you please. Know how I love Fry a fish up. You know how I love my plantain. Oh. And my rum. I started making and just a rum. whole, I made a whole fish See, dinner. Like reminded me, I got to put out some rum. <laughs> Shoot, I got to take care of that. But um, I, I made a whole fish dinner. I woke up in the middle. I woke up, I woke up. Out of my sleep, like I said, I want you today to make this fish dish. I never even heard of the dish. Right. I, I think I had a vague memory of like some Cameroonian Nigerian meetup party where like everyone was dancing, like hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my dad was getting it was a meet up. It was like you know, my dad used to have us go to these parties, and we were the only Cameroonians, and Nigerians would be like, oh, you little Cameroonian, you really had shit, you know. We are, you need to come to Nigeria. That's where we do it right. That's where we do we it have the right. real money. You just have a little bit of oil. And I'll be like, yeah, you stealing our oil. I read the books. Like, I'll be on the down. internet. You know, you know. I always been an activist. You were beefing. So I wake up in the middle of the night, like, oh, I got when I wake up, I gotta make this fish. I had to go on YouTube. Yes. Okay, because the ancestors yes. they, they didn't tell, play. they didn't give me the recipe. They don't play. They just told but me I'm to make it. What. They Let just me told me to make it. One time, tell me. I had to do a talk, a TED talk on. um Connecting with ancestors. And um, I have been, it was one of those weeks where right. if y'all know me, right. you know I'm doing a lot a at lot. all times. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to write and memorize <laughs> with three children okay. and working full time okay. and finishing a novel. 
this piece for this TED Talk Friday. Bless so me. I tried. I did my best. And so the day before, I was like, this is not working. So I literally put out a blanket on the ground, laid out, and was like, okay, ancestors, give it to me by osmosis. Okay. So the next this day, like I'm feeling very confident. <laughs> I was feeling good. And then um, I got to the side, and they had me mic'd. And the ancestors said, take off your shoes. Okay. And I was like, oh, wait, but this is going to be filmed. We don't, they, we, we don't care. Let me tell you what they said. What? Take off the shoes or fuck up the piece. Okay. Shoes came off. The ancestors say fuck. Fuck. Oh. My ancestors, <laughs> you know they say it. My living elders say it. So you know my ancestors You know, you, you know my ancestors, they, they, were, they were, you know, the ministers and preachers of the church. They would have said, and God said. Exactly. No, my was like. John Take 23. off the shoes or fuck up the piece. Yeah, your ass. I kicked off like the that. shoes and then I grabbed somebody's water bottle and poured out a little bit of water and I crossed over and I'm gonna tell you, I it was flawless. I didn't forget Absolutely. a single word. I listened. Mm-hmm. So my point is, like, you know, and I think in these times we talked about like the migrant families. A lot of my healing work with my clients that are impacted by this is ancestral. Mm-hmm. It is because how isolating does this feel? Right. Even like in your own community, right? If you mm-hmm. if ICE is looking for people, like um, you know, you don't want your neighbor selling you out. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. you don't know they don't want no trouble, right? Right, and so there's just a lot of distrust. There's like a lot of stuff. That's you need going that protection, on. and so yep. you feel like alone in your struggle even within a community and so ancestors have a way of like i'm just saying and nature yeah Yeah. and nature yeah and animals yep and animals I mean, we can stop there. Me, yeah. Yeah, me and the animals. You know, you don't do. I'm sorry, you don't. Do, I, I don't really it. do the animals. I mean, I'm like I a good cat. Let me tell you, people come to me like, "Can you sign a letter?" I said, "Yes." <laughs> Here you go. Tell them I said you need a dog because you you just need that. I am. Uh, I'm not really and as into a therapist. I have the power to make it so. That's amazing. I don't. Well, I don't. I, really I can't do dogs. like. I can't do like service animals, so they have to go through training. But emotional support animals. Hey, I'm I'm down for other people's having their animals. Me personally, <laughs> and our. And I would have thought look, you would have been an now animal listen, person. Though. So so you know, like my partner. Sometimes if you tell him you like something, then he can ruin it with one thing. And yeah. he was like, I was like, do you ever want to have pets? And he was like, we don't believe in slavery in this house. Good God. <laughs> Good night. The joy of giving your child a puppy is gone just like that. I said, hmm. Not even if you treat the slave good. Not even if they come in the house and eat the food. And uh, so that's I, I love animals. I thought. See, see, I love animals. So it's not that. See, I I love. Them. A this is how much I love them. It's a block to the joy. <laughs> it's a block to the joy. I so I I mean I guess essentially you know what we're saying is that you know there's there's layers to this and there's layers to the reasons why it's happening. But there's also many opportunities, many opportunities to not be limited by the feeling of loneliness and to, um, I think it's an opportunity to challenge, like I said, core beliefs about ourselves, about what we think we deserve. Mm -hmm. I think it's about... um, Ways to reframe it. Ways to reframe it. And like, are we not connecting to the space? Maybe we need to change the space. Maybe we need to change the people in the space. I mean, you could you could just need to move. Yeah, you need to move yeah. to a new city. That ain't your city. And like you said, with your with what happened with you, maybe it was just maybe you weren't consciously thinking of it that way, but it was what you needed at the time. Yeah, and you know what? I felt like once I had that acceptance, mm-hmm. 
and also stopped trying to like recreate my old life and my yes, new life. Yes. I started, no, like I started making, I had this really particular thing in my mind. These are the kind of friends I want to have. I want some new friends in my new space, but they got to be like this. And once I let that go and just open myself up to the people, I I ran into this girl, like we are nothing alike. Mm -hmm. I ran into her all the time Mm -hmm. to the point I had to be like, hey, yo, what's your number? Mm -hmm. Like, just give me your number. Like, we don't even have nothing in common, Mm -hmm. it seems. But we ended up having so much in common. Mm -hmm. We were a very unlikely pair. And like, we shared a lot of similar beliefs, but more so, we shared a, a, a similar heart. Yeah. You know, and we started spending intentional time together. She even moved. We still talk to each other. Like, I really, I don't even know if she knew that at the time. I was so, felt so isolated, so mm. alone, all of those things. And just by welcoming someone that I didn't expect to be, to be my friend, because she looked like nothing like any friend I had. and didn't have the same kind of like, you know, habits or anything that the friends I was, you know, she was baking and mm. and sewing Ooh, and and nice. like and gardening yeah. and and doing like midnight uh, 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 dying indigo dying parties. Like it was beautiful, all the things that she was doing, you know. And I wasn't doing any of that right, stuff. Right. You know, all my friends were were not doing those things. Right. Let's just put it that way. I think we established earlier <laughs> what they were doing. <laughs> Go, go back to the fish tacos the and the polyamory, yeah. you know? So to have this person that was completely outside yeah. of like what I was used to. And, and then I was like, yo, you know what? I want to learn how to bake a pie. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to, I don't know. I don't even like pie, but let yeah. me start learning how to bake a pie. It just started expanding, you yeah. know, who I was by opening myself up to someone totally different, totally yeah. new, you know? And I'm so I'm glad we had this talk because the reality is, and the fact is that this I, this feeling of loneliness is affecting people's health yeah. to the point where it's the CDC is like, whoa, yeah. like this is a thing. Is. And so hopefully, you know, today talking about it openly, being vulnerable about it, like sharing experiences of how we can reframe it, how we can um, reassess it, how we can use it as an opportunity to reassess ourselves, but mainly not stay in that space. Um, Find a way to connect, find a way to understand somebody else. And that may bring you out of it. Just, just trying to understand somebody else could remind you that the world is bigger than maybe the world you've created for yourself at that particular moment, because we want everyone uh, to be happy and joyful and enjoying all the pleasures my past <laughs> offer. It is. And it's, I think about all the fish taco. I like really honoring that, like honor that feeling you feel, you feel lonely, honor it. Like, and then, and then yeah. be ready to move on. Yeah. And yeah. And people will be there to help you move on. People are there. So we're going to end with some words from the heart. Thea, what do you want to say? Uh, in terms of loneliness, I just want to end with like the idea that um, sometimes it's associated with loss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a line from, um, which is, what's the last song? Love, Happy Love? Oh, and, and love the happy? Carters. Yeah. yeah, something like the that. The last track where they talk about the cheating and stuff. <laughs> um, love is deeper than the pain. Right, and that's the love line. is stronger than pain. love is stronger than the pain. like like yeah. uh, like uh, the I'm talking about Sade, you know? Yeah. Oh, pride. That was pride. Oh, sorry, pride sorry. Okay, <laughs> but we gonna go back to the Beyonce version of love is deeper than the pain. You know, you got to mix that. But okay, um, and and so I love that line. I love mm-hmm. that line because it doesn't always feel mm-hmm. like it is, mm-hmm. but the pain is temporary, and love is 
always it's always there it will stay there it will be there when you're ready to come back to it it will be there when you say it's not there and abandon it it will be there to pick you up on the other side of it and um and that's what I just want people to hold on to right is like it's just there waiting for you um and whenever you're ready it's ready um and the pain won't last always beautiful the last uh, word from the heart that I want to share is that there is no place where God is not. Mm-hmm. It's a word that, um, a phrase that my partner shared with me years ago, mm-hmm. like, um, look around you and show me where God is not. Right. Look mm-hmm. everywhere. Look all around. Point to a place where God is not. Mm-hmm. God is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So for me, anytime I'm feeling lonely, I remember that I'm never alone. I call God the all. I said the all is with me. Mm -hmm. The all is with me as me. The all is running through me. The all is everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, everywhere you look, there God is. And so I am never alone. I am filled with the presence of the all. And everything around me is filled with the presence of the all. And at any point I can tap into that. And I could know that I'm being held. Mm -hmm. All things. Yep. All things. That's it. So until next time, we want uh, you to check in on somebody else. Take care of yourself. Yep. Engage in copious amounts of pleasure. (laughs) I wish you nothing but great orgasms. Great orgasms and amazing, amazing joy. (laughs) 